you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You've probably heard this quote before. It's supposedly from Wayne Gretzky, the Hall of Fame hockey player who scored 2,857 points in his career. And it spread like wildfire in recent years. It's easy to see why. This quote speaks to something that we all experience and struggle with, especially in our job search. Have you ever looked at a job listing or a potential promotion and thought to yourself, I can't do that? Maybe you've gone as far as to not apply to a particular position because you didn't think you had the requirements. Or maybe, right when things were working out for you, you stepped on the brakes and slowed down because you were too scared of what would happen if you kept going. This is something we all do in some form or another, and I call it self-elimination. Self-elimination is the process of removing yourself from consideration based on your own insecurities. And it's often tough to navigate because how do you know if you're self-eliminating or if you just really aren't qualified for the job? But unfortunately, the effects of getting it wrong can be massive. Self-elimination leads to stagnation. It causes us to only reach for and accept positions that we know we'll be comfortable in. By definition, this keeps us locked in a cyclical pattern, limiting our earning potential, limiting our ability to serve our family and our larger community, and even, in some cases, affecting our overall happiness. So it's a real problem. Let's talk about it. So where does the need to self-eliminate come from? Well, one area that we can start our process is in the world of limiting beliefs. Now, a limiting belief is defined as, quote, a state of mind or belief about yourself that restricts you in some way. These beliefs are often false accusations you make about yourself that can cause a number of negative results. These are the kinds of beliefs that we all carry. Maybe we feel that we aren't good enough or smart enough to take on that new role. Or maybe we feel we'll never be able to learn the skills required to contribute in that promotion. But according to a paper by Lord Suzetta, Frank Babinger, and Natalia Munoz from the University of Madrid, this process is based on the ABC model of psychological disturbance and therapy. Here's how it works. Quote, A is some activating stressful life event, e.g. frustration, failure, or rejection. B refers to irrational beliefs, and C refers to the psychological and behavioral consequences of these irrational beliefs. It's a simple process. Something happens that we're stressed about, we dig up irrational beliefs in relationship to that thing, and then we deal with consequences from those irrational beliefs. And these consequences can be substantial. Let's think back to the quote at the beginning of this video. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. How many jobs do you think you may have missed out on because you simply didn't apply? How many fewer women or people of color have ended up in managerial positions because of self-elimination? How many families have struggled financially because of underemployment? There are real-world consequences to your life and to the larger world because of self-elimination. And more often than not, the irrational and limiting beliefs we hold on to aren't even warranted. According to an internal study by Hewlett-Packard, women don't apply for a job unless they feel they meet 100% 
of the requirements. This, according to internal LinkedIn data, leads to women applying to 20% fewer jobs than men, despite being 16% more likely to be hired. Think about that. Women who make it to the interview stage are more likely to be hired for both non-managerial and managerial positions, but yet fewer women apply. But the effects don't stop there. Let's look at the larger pattern. If women apply to 20% fewer roles, this means less women ending up in managerial positions. Now that then leads to less women seeing women in positions of power in particular industries, which then leads to less young women applying for those roles in the future. And the cycle keeps going. In other words, by self-eliminating, we are indirectly making it more likely for other people like us to also self-eliminate. But why does this happen? Well, according to the same Hewlett-Packard study, it's an issue of confidence. The idea being that if women were more confident, or at least as confident as men, they would apply. But is it really that simple? In an article published in the Harvard Business Review titled Why Women Don't Apply for Jobs Unless They're 100% Qualified, Tara Sophia Moore surveys over 1,000 men and women about their reasons for not applying. Quote, According to the self-report of the respondents, the barrier to applying was not lack of confidence. In fact, for both men and women, I didn't think I could do the job well was the least common of all the responses. Only about 10% of women and 12% of men indicated that this was their top reason for not applying. The article goes on to say, Men and women also gave the same most common reason for not applying, and it was by far the most popular, twice as common as any of the others, with 41% of women and 46% of men indicating it was their top reason. I didn't think they would hire me since I didn't meet the qualifications and I didn't want to waste my energy. In other words, the reason that women are less likely to apply for roles has nothing to do with confidence and plays far more into just thinking that the word requirement actually means a requirement. Now, I'm sure that confidence plays some role in our self-elimination habit, regardless of gender, but it would be foolish to ignore the larger system here. If employers are listing unrealistic requirements for a role or requirements that aren't actual requirements, you shouldn't blame the employee or the would-be applicant for thinking that those are requirements. After all, they're not in control of who gets the final role. But then, why do they do this? Well, the truth is that there's no immediate downside to the employer. If they list requirements that aren't actually required for the position, even if they meet someone who applied that doesn't meet all of the requirements, they still get to make the final decision on who they hire, regardless of what that original requirement document says. But this does actually affect them, at least in the long term, when it comes to things like diversity. Because across the board, women and people of color are both less likely to apply and less likely to land an interview if they do apply. In a paper titled Systemic Discrimination Among Large U.S. Employers, Patrick M. Klein 
Evan K. Rose, and Christopher R. Walters sent out 83,000 fictitious applications to jobs posted by the 108 largest employers in the U.S. They found, among other things, that distinctively black names are 2.1% less likely to be contacted for an interview compared to distinctively white names. When you then add in the additional filter of unrealistic job requirements, you end up with a system that produces less women and less people of color in management positions down the line. So what can be done? Well, on the company's end, there does need to be a shift in how they list positions, choosing to list actual requirements rather than nice to haves. But until that happens, there are some changes that we as applicants can make as well. And the most important change is to better understand what game we're playing when we apply. As we've learned, the major reason that people don't apply to positions is because they don't feel they meet all of the requirements. We've also learned that this isn't because of a lack of confidence or imposter syndrome. It's largely because they see requirements as actual requirements. But we've seen that on the company's end, they have a vested interest in listing unrealistic requirements of their candidates because ultimately they control the final decision. And it really doesn't matter whether or not the applicant fits every box. What matters more is that they attract high quality talent. So the game that we are playing as applicants is not to actually check every box. It's to assume that some percentage of those requirements are not actual requirements. If you see a role that you meet 80% of the requirements for, you should assume the other 20% are more nice to haves or things that you can learn on the job. By understanding how that system works, it becomes significantly easier to apply for those roles that you might not feel you check all of the boxes for. Because on the employer's end, they're not looking for all the boxes to be checked. They're just trying to filter out the people who won't apply given the requirements that they've chosen. But what do you think? Have you ever applied for a role that you weren't quite qualified for? How about choosing not to apply to a role because you didn't feel you checked all of the boxes? Let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment down below. And while you're here, be sure to click subscribe and like the video. If you're listening to this in audio, join us over on YouTube. The link is in the description of the episode. And when you're there, share your thoughts as well. And until next time, I've been Greg Clunas. This has been Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.